Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member Mevram Gold Hare Anthony Masech Zedarim Daf Nun Dal, the beginning of the seventh parak and no Domina Yorik. This is going to be an abbreviated shear. So the three dots we're going to focus on. Number one, the seventh parak begins. Hanodimina yark mutbadulim rebekiva oser. One who vows from greens, which are vegetables where the leaves are eaten, is permitted in gourds, which are considered fruit of the ground, since the fruit is eaten and not its leaves, but rebekiva forbids it. The rabbis challenge him that when one sends an agent to purchase greens for him, the agent will consult with the sender before purchasing gourds if he cannot find greens, which indicates that they are not included in the original instructions. Rabbi Kiva responded that this very scenario supports his position, for the Shuiach would certainly not consult with the sender about a completely unrelated item, such as beans, that he does consult with him about possibly purchasing gourds indicates that they can be called greens. The Gorn explains that the Melchokas revolves around the issue of an item that a shliach would typically consult with the sender about, if it is included or not in the original term. The Gemara adds that Rabbi Kiva would only forbid gourds where he said, greens which are cooked in a pot on me. The extraneous phrase suggests the inclusion of gourds. Abai concludes that even Rabbi Kiva would concede that the violator would not receive malchus because he's not certain that gourds are included in this case. Point number two, the Gemara quotes a mission which states, An agent who performed his assignment, the homeowner, has committed me'ilah. Now, me'ilah is an exception to the general rule that one is not chayat for an avera done through a shaliach. If he did not perform his assignment, the shaliach has committed me'ilah because he has acted on his own. The Mishnah illustrates this principle of the case where the Baal instructed his shaliach to give his guests meat, which he didn't realize was hektish meat, and instead the shaliach gave them liver, which was hektish, or the reverse, then the shaliach is liable for me'il because he didn't carry out his instructions. The more asked that the Mishnah seems not to agree with Rabbi Kiva, who holds that anything a shaliach would consult about qualifies as the same type as the original and should consider this a fulfillment of his instructions and the sender should be chayev. Abaya answered, Does Rabbi Kiva not agree that he must consult with the sender before deviating from his exact instructions? Since he did not, and the Baal Bais intended for the Shlich to consult with him, he acted on his own accord and is Chai from Me'ilah. With Nadarm, however, there is no second party for the vow to rely on to consult him, so the secondary meaning is also included in his nether. And pointing with you, the Gemara quotes a bright on which the Tanakhama said, the one who vows from meat is forbidden in fowl, but permitted in fish. The Gemara wonders about the difference. Just as fowl is prohibited because a shliach would consult his sender regarding purchasing fowl instead of meat, and this time it follows the opinion of Akiva, fish should be forbidden for the same reason. Abaya answered, Kagon Shehiki's dumb. It's in a case where he let blood before vowing. Because he would not eat fish anyway in such a condition, since it's harmful. So he did not intend to prohibit it by a netter. The Gemara objects by providing three sources that eating fowl is also harmful after bloodletting. So the nether should include neither fish nor fowl. The Gemara answers that fowl, when boiled well, is not harmful after bloodletting. Alternatively, the Gemara says that the Bryce speaks of one with aching eyes, for whom eating fish is painful at certain times. So once again, the three points are number one. The seventh parak begins. One who vows from greens, which are vegetables where the leaves are eaten, is permitted in gourds, which are considered fruit of the ground since the fruit is eaten and not its leaves, but Rebekiva forbids it. The rabbis challenge him that when one sends an agent to purchase greens for him, the agent will consult with the sender before purchasing gourds if he cannot find greens, which indicates that they are not included in the original instructions. Rabbi Kiva responded that this very scenario supports his position, for the shaliach would certainly not consult with the sender about a completely unrelated item, such as beans, 
that he does consult with him about possibly purchasing gourds indicates that they can be called greens. The Gemara explains that the Melchokas revolves around the issue of an item that a shliach would typically consult with the sender about, if it is included or not in the original term. The Gemara adds that Rabbi Kiva would only forbid gourds where he said, Greens which are cooked in a pot on me. The extraneous phrase suggests the inclusion of gourds. Abai concludes that even Rabbi Kiva would concede that the violator would not receive malkas because he's not certain that gourds are included in this case. Point number two, the Gemara quotes a mission which states, An agent who performed his assignment, the homeowner, has committed mi'ila. Now, mi'ila is an exception to the general rule that one is not chayef for an avera done through a shaliach. If he did not perform his assignment, the shaliach has committed mi'ila because he has acted on his own. The mission illustrates this principle of the case where the Baalbais instructed his shaliach to give his guests meat, which he didn't realize was hectish meat, and instead the shaliach gave them liver, which was hectish, or the reverse, then the shaliach is liable for me'il because he didn't carry out his instructions. The more asked that the Mishnah seems not to agree with Rabbi Kiva, who holds that anything a shaliach would consult about qualifies as the same type as the original and should consider this a fulfillment of his instructions and the sender should be chayev. Abaya answered, Does Rabbi Kiva not agree that he must consult with the sender before deviating from his exact instructions? Since he did not, and the Baal Bais intended for the Shlich to consult with him, he acted on his own accord and is Chai for Mi'ila. With Nadarm, however, there is no second party for the vow to rely on to consult him, so the secondary meaning is also included in his nether. And pointing with you, the Gemara quotes a bright on which the Tanakhama said, The one who vows from meat is forbidden in fowl, but permitted in fish. The Gemara wonders about the difference. Just as fowl is prohibited because a shliach would consult his sender regarding purchasing fowl instead of meat, and this time it follows the opinion of Bikiva, fish should be forbidden for the same reason. Abaya answered, Kagon Shehiki's dumb. It's in a case where he let blood before vowing. Because he would not eat fish anyway in such a condition, since it's harmful. So he did not intend to prohibit it by a netter. The Gemara objects by providing three sources that eating fowl is also harmful after bloodletting. So the netter should include neither fish nor fowl. The Gemara answers that fowl, when boiled well, is not harmful after bloodletting. Alternatively, the Gemara says that the Bryce speaks of one with aching eyes, for whom eating fish is painful at certain times. All right, so now we go to our simmer daf nandalad, and our standard simmer is noodles, and we often use a pasta chef in this simmer. So here goes. The noodle chef's agent, who asked the chef if he meant he should buy gourds when he couldn't find any greens, accidentally served a customer a liver instead of meat from a hectic animal. So to make amends, he prepared a bowl of noodles with well-boiled fowl for the chef, who had just returned from a bloodletting procedure. Once again, in slow motion. The noodle chef's agent, noodle chef, that must be more enough, nandalad. The noodle chef's agent, who asked the chef if he meant he should buy gourds when he couldn't find any greens, which reminds us, the seventh parak begins, One who vows from greens, which are vegetables where the leaves are eaten, is permitted in gourds, which are considered fruit of the ground, since the fruit is eaten and not its leaves. But Rabbi Kiva forbids it. The Gemara explains that their malchokas revolves around the issue of an item that a shliach would typically consult with the sender about if it's included or not in the original term. So the noodle chef's agent, who asked the chef if he meant he should buy gourds when he couldn't find any greens, 
accidentally served a customer a liver instead of meat from a hectish animal. Which reminds us, the Gemara quotes a mission which states, HaShaliach she'asa shlichuso ba'habayis ma'al. HaShaliach who performed his shlichus, the ba'habayis has committed meal. Me'ilah is an exception to the general rule that one is not chai for never done through HaShaliach. If he did not perform his assignment, the shulich has committed me'ilah because he has acted on his own. The Mishnah illustrates this principle with a case where the Baal Bais instructed his shulich to give his guests meat, which he didn't realize was hectish meat, and instead the shulich gave them liver, which was hectish, or the reverse, then the agent is chai for me'ilah because he didn't carry out his instructions. So the noodle chef's agent, who asked the chef if he meant he should buy gourds when he couldn't find any greens accidentally served a customer a liver instead of meat from a hectish animal. So to make amends, he prepared a bowl of noodles with well-boiled fowl for the chef who had just returned from a bloodletting procedure, which reminds us. The Gemara quotes of Bryce in which the Tanakhama said that one who vows from meat is forbidden in fowl, but permitted in fish. Abai explained that this is a case where he let blood before vowing, because he wouldn't eat fish anyway in such a condition since it's harmful, so he didn't intend to prohibit it by a netter. The Gemara objects by providing three sources that eating fowl is also harmful after bloodletting, so his netter should include neither fish nor fowl. The Gemara answers that fowl, when boiled well, is not harmful after bloodletting. So once again, the noodle chef's agent, who asked the chef if he meant he should buy gourds when he couldn't find any greens, accidentally served a customer liver instead of meat from a hectic animal. So to make amends, he prepared a bowl of noodles with well-boiled fowl for the chef, who had just returned from a bloodletting procedure. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.